my friends, family, and chosen family, welcome. My name is Andrea Davidson, and aside from the fact that I had to take on a few in-between-the-good-times food industry jobs to pay the rent, I have been a professional musician for most of my life. In the hustle of the record, the publishing and production deals, touring and trying to find my place in the industry, I was quietly dealing with a list of perpetual chronic health issues that catalyzed me to question whether or not what I'd been told by doctors my whole life was actually true. Does diet affect the way I feel and look? Could I actually reverse my chronic health issues and improve my mental health through nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle changes? Does the way I'm thinking about myself and the world around me actually affect my reality? And do I have the capacities to positively change that perspective and therefore my reality? Absolutely. All right. So I'm officially the proud owner of Be Well Natural Health Store here in downtown Rogersville, Tennessee. And this podcast is intended to be a resource of empowering information for you. No matter if you live in the area or if you're a part of our online community, whether you're looking to take your first step towards better health or your 10,000th, Be Well welcomes you. Hey, uh, top of the morning to you, or afternoon or night or whenever you're listening to this. So, being a musician... I noticed I always used to feel guilty because as much as I wanted to fit in with the late night vibes of the industry, anytime I did, I'd have to sacrifice the morning. As I've said perpetually for many years, if you're in a place of feeling like, what's the point, or there's got to be more to life than this, or you're likely getting a call from a higher spiritual realm to actualize some things in your life for the benefit of your own spiritual growth and usually simultaneously the benefit of the community that surrounds you. Figuring out what you love to do and then how to give it back to the world is an amazing thing. It's what motivates me every single day. It's why I wake up like I have little springs in my feet, bouncing out of bed, opening every window, kissing Luca's little grumpy morning face and making my French press. My Favorite is when I can be sipping my coffee just as the sky begins to fade from black to blue. I understand early morning is not for everyone, and honestly, I don't I don't think it's supposed to be for everyone. The point of this episode certainly is not to convince you to adjust yourself to 5 a.m. wake-ups. <laughs> but, you know, if any of this feels attractive to you, then maybe it's worth giving a morning or two up as an experiment to see if you enjoy it. But you can create rituals and habits any time of the day. And it's best to do it in a way that suits you and your lifestyle and all the things you got going on. So the point is that when there's something you want to actualize in your life, something you want to get good at and offer back to the world, you have got to put in your time. There's really no way around it. (laughs) So this also goes for people who are wanting to let go of something in their life. Uh, which we all need to at some point. But things like addiction, which could be anything from food to sex to other people's approval or a relationship or a drug, you know, when you let go of something, you have to be super vigilant and conscious about what you would like to replace it with because it's going to be replaced with something. So what would you like to actualize? And once you've decided what you'd like to learn about, get better at, whatever, 
you have to carve out the time and the discipline to devote to it. Most of the time, we also have to be willing to suck at it for a while, which is not fun and also really fun, depending on how you set your mind. (laughs) But two of my favorite books in terms of just motivation for this are Malcolm Gladwell's book called Outliers and The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. In Outliers, Malcolm did a bunch of research to popularize the idea well, basically that no man is an island. Uh, a lot of success is luck, lucky breaks, good timing, what your upbringing was like. But if you're looking for certain aspects of what you can control, which all those things you kind of can't, if you're looking to achieve some level of mastery at some point, you're looking at about 10,000 hours of time in order to touch upon or cross that threshold. So and he and he did a lot of interesting research to back this theory up and I like it. It motivated me, I guess. So then the other book I love, which was the Stephen Pressfield book, The War of Art, is a book about basically winning your inner creative battles and understanding that every single one of the greats faced this little thing called resistance. It is a negative force that opposes literally any and every creative path. And the book helps you to identify, externalize, and contend with this energy of resistance. It's, it's remarkable and liberating, I would say, to realize and understand this energy as something separate from myself if I choose to separate myself from it. So, powerful book. And it's one of those you can just open to any page and just read a page and get a little motivation to get you going. So, when we have a day that's full of work and family and to-dos, it can be hard to figure out when to carve out this time and also just where to start. So, I will tell you what it looks like for me, not because that's what it should look like for you, but just to give you uh, one idea. I will say, uh, for me, it's the most important thing to get to bed early and make sure I get eight hours. I'm an eight hour girl at least. (laughs) And, and then, and then when I wake up in the morning, as I shared before, it starts with opening the windows and the French press and loving on my pup. And the other thing I would say is, is, and I'm, gosh, I'm not perfect at this, but I, I do my best to just leave my phone alone for a while so once I see a text or a message or an email or an alert, I'm pretty well sucked in, you know. So aside from just looking at it in the morning just because it's my clock, I, just to see what time I'm waking up, I'll, I'll try to just leave it lie for a while. And once I have my coffee, I go back into my little creation station and light a candle. And the foundation for me is, is spiritual, honestly. So uh, I'll grab a spiritual book uh, that calls to me in the moment. I have stacks and shelves of them, you know, it can be anything. The one I grabbed this morning is one of my favorite books of all time, and that book is Thomas Merton, No Man is an Island. Uh, I used to hear people talk about how books called them and didn't quite understand until I had my own experience of it, and the first time I had it was with this book. I was staying at an Airbnb retreat center. I sat down in the living room across from this bookshelf, and the book title literally just felt like it jumped out. It was like it had a pulse or was plugged in or something. I don't know. Anyway, the first page I opened up to was the chapter on being and doing. And it was literally such a spiritual drop kick in the face 
that I just got online and ordered it on Amazon immediately so that I would have it back at home when I got there. But reading spiritual texts can be anything from Sufi poetry to the Bible to Ralph Waldo Emerson to Eastern philosophy, whatever, whatever calls to you, you know. So after reading a few pages of something, I, I like to do some journaling and then and then usually the creative practice writing follows. Bottom line for me personally is that I always write. That's my perpetual path. No matter what happens with anything else, I will always continue writing and whatever. It can be anything. So I used to be very strict about what I would do in terms of writing in the morning. I thought it had to be journaling because I... Uh, the artist waves like the the three pages you know and she talks about the importance of that uh and for a while that served me well and then I realized that it wasn't so I, I find now that it sometimes it's it's the three pages and then uh sometimes it's writing copy for the be well newspaper column <laughs> or working on a ghostwrite song which is something I do on the side I've done for Uh, quite a while or it's a new song of my own the main thing for me is continuously showing up to an empty page and filling it with a draft of something that's what usually satiates my spirit and creates some sense of balance within me so again not to say that's what it is for you but that's what I found for myself another ritual in the morning is is walking Luca out in the fields some on a leash and some off a leash so he can follow the scents and stretch his legs and pee all over everything. <laughs> I used to run most mornings and due to the busyness of my schedule, walking slash running with Luca has often replaced my running. However, I did join a gym and have devoted more of my morning hours to strength training and I usually get a run or two in a week now and that's working well. So that's another thing about about the mornings is that at some point I I have to get my body moving and get exercise. There's nothing like pushing myself physically because of how directly it affects my mind's ability to push through tasks it doesn't want to or has resistance to. So the physical exercise is really helpful for me in externalizing the resistance instead of getting swallowed up by the thoughts of why I shouldn't do whatever, you know, just get up and get moving and go. You just push through it. So a few other things I will say about my mornings is that I usually don't eat for a few hours, usually at least three or four hours or so after I wake. And when I do, I find it's imperative to make sure I don't start the day with anything carb heavy or starchy that because that messes my blood sugar up every single time. Uh, I will end up having crashes and craving more sweets if I do that. So I I always start with a smoothie with lots of fat and protein and fiber. And then usually eggs, local eggs from Three Oaks Farms. The yolks are bright orange. It's crazy. They're so good. You can buy them at Be Well for $5, by the way. They're amazing. They also have grass-fed, grass-finished meat as well. So yeah, just just making sure that the first meal is a a conscious one, intentional one, and recognizing that that sets your tone for the whole day. Uh, Physiologically speaking, it's a way to help control cravings and mood and energy levels. The other thing I would say, I guess, is that I, I do give myself the freedom to not have to follow anything in terms of a morning routine. 
one or two days a week. And, and I'll be honest and say most of the time I do not exercise that freedom because I find my deepest freedom in the ritual itself. But mentally it's nice to say, well, hey, if you don't feel like it today, you don't have to. So maybe you wake up at 5 a.m., maybe you wake up at 11 a.m., whenever you do, I just hope this inspires you to take the first few minutes or hours of your day, whatever time you have. It can be five minutes, it can be 20 minutes. And just take those first few minutes and devote them to your spirit, to your body, to your mind. And even if it's a two-week trial, just just do it for, just commit to it for a certain amount of time. They say it takes three weeks to develop a habit, 21 days. I'm not sure about the science behind that, but give that a try. See how you feel after. One thing is for sure, every human that has ever inspired me has their own version of this practice dialed in. And ever since, really in my mid-20s, when I I began to prioritize this, my life completely changed in in the best way. And I started to see a lot of my dreams come alive. And as I've told you in previous podcasts, a lot of those dreams were not quite what I thought they would be once I was living them. But uh, nonetheless, there was learning and growth for me and I wouldn't change a thing. And it all led to what's happening now. And I will tell you that my life right now is so beautiful I don't mean that in a in a braggy kind of way. I mean it in just I my heart is very very full with all these things that are happening and I do believe it's a result of all of those those mornings kind of piled up <laughs> and the intentions and and the devotion. So I wish that for you. I wish that for you whether you're 15 or you're 75 that that you recognize no matter where you're at or where you've been, uh, every single moment is a chance to begin and, and you deserve and are able to have a life you're excited to wake up to. If you don't right now, then that's okay. But just know, just, just that little bit of faith and knowing that it can change, you know. Uh, so that's what I wish for you. And I'm just realizing my mouse battery is going to die. I don't have any extra AA batteries here, and i got to get this done right now. So I am just going to play this demo that's popped in my head a couple times throughout creating this podcast. It is called Hollywood Friend. I hope you enjoy it. And be well. Bye for now.
dear heart.